Let's stand and acknowledge the Lord. Bless you, Jesus. Wherever you are right now, we thank God for you for his goodness and his grace. We thank God for you that are near far. We want to give God some praise and honor for waking us up this morning and for blessing us to be in our right minds.
your name, Jesus. Don't you know the Lord will take care of you all the way? He'll provide for you. He'll lift you up. He'll establish you. My God, that's a reason to give God some praise. It's a reason to give God some praise. Mighty God. He inhabit the praises of his people. You know, if you feel like dancing, if you feel like just shuffling your feet, you ought to do it no matter where you are, whether you're in the home, in the bathroom, maybe you just land on the bed. Just give God a wave, lift your hand, just make a move, be demonstrative and give God some praise. In the parking lot, in the store, it don't matter where you are, he'll take care of you. Mighty God, what a great God we serve. He will take care of you all the way. Mighty God, all the way, all the way. There is no exception to God's rules. He will take care of you. Just believe in him. Just put upon him. Oh, my God. He said it. he'll keep us in perfect peace if our mind is stayed on him. What a mighty God we serve. Julie, we thank and praise God for his goodness today for waking us up this morning, giving us another opportunity to call unto him. This is the 24th day of January, and you are listening to Sunday Morning Live. That's SML uh, Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Our worship service begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m., and Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And I, I hope you feel the same. I hope you feel that, you know, no matter what, no matter what influence may come, whatever is trying to deter me or, or navigate me away from the word of God, I'm going to resist it and I'm going to follow what God says because obedience is better than sacrifice. Friends, listen, if you miss any of the messages, please visit connectingtruth.org and click God on demand to access the message archives. Yeah, I'm sure that there is a message there that will bless your soul you know, that will fortify you. And, you know, that's what it's all about. It's about being fortified, being strengthened so that you can resist the wiles of the devil. Uh, the saints at Cornerstone are, we are in consecration. We're consecrating unto the Lord. We're sacrificing. Some are sacrificing meat. Others are sacrificing sugar or whatever. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, pat, I'm sacrificing meat. I passed the coffee maker and, and I, I had to unplug it. You had to sacrifice the coffee because I was so accustomed to just opening, uh, grabbing coffee first thing in the morning. 
late at night, coffee, you know, that, that was just my drink, my preferred drink and, you know, next to water. And I consecrated and, and I had to set that aside and my flesh began to cringe, you know, so this is a sacrifice unto the Lord. And we want to seek God for wisdom, for mercy, for uh, knowledge and understanding, because we need all of that. With, with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, you are successful. You can have all the money. And there are people that have won the lottery and because they didn't have wisdom. They didn't have knowledge. They didn't have understanding. They lost it all. There are people that have made it very well in life, had a well-paying job. And, and we read about it when we read about athletes so many times. But they didn't have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to go along with the skill set that they had practiced so hard to develop. And they don't have it now. And same with so many other in uh, areas of profession. So wisdom, knowledge, and understanding will carry you a long ways. Uh, the Bible said a good name is better than many rubies you, because it touches your credit. And so your credibility. And so we need those things. So as you consecrate, as you sacrifice unto the Lord, you know, don't look for things. Look for, look for what will help you with what you already have and the things that you will acquire because of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And most of all, the saving of souls starting with yours. You're the head of your household. And so I want to encourage you to have prayer with your family. Have prayer with your children. Have prayer, you know, with those that are under the roof of your house. If they live in your house, they are subject to the rules of your house and they should be willing to just have a moment of prayer, you know, so that God will keep and honor the fast. Joel called the elect of God to fast. Esther realized their situation was, was very uh, serious and called for a fast. And when the king of Nineveh heard the prophet's message, he called for both small, great, rich and poor, and even the animals to humble themselves and to fast. No one, don't, don't teach your children that, well, you know, you're excluded from this. You don't have to be involved in it. That's a lie from the devil. You need to teach. The Bible said, train up a child in the way they should go. So it's a responsibility to train that child up, to teach them so that they will know and understand who to call on, where to go to, that some things come with prayer and fasting when they're in there. As, as long as the Lord tarry, they would have good direction. And so, uh, as a, I want to direct your attention uh, throughout this consecration to the book of Proverbs. Whether you're listening to it through your device or you're reading it through hardback or whatever, get in the book of Proverbs. It's full of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. If you read it before, read it again. You'll find that there was something that you did not see as clearly as you will see this time. And so with that being said, we just thank God and we're going to go into the word of God after this song and, you know, just want to worship the Lord and acknowledge him as far as what God has done. We, that's what it's all about. It's about acknowledging him. He's sovereign. And I hope you are as excited about Jesus this morning as I am, because the Lord is doing great things for me as well as you.
bless you, Lord. Yes, he is a way maker. The Lord is here to mend broken hearts and to lead us into his righteousness. I'm telling you, uh, that's, you know, going to church is a celebration. That's what it's supposed to be. Yes, God does correct us. He does uh, straighten us out, you know, so that we can. It's all about us being able to enter into the blessing of the Lord. And so we can't just enter any kind of way. Uh, somebody th uh, thought they could, but the Bible tells us that if we try to come up any other way, that we are a thief and a robber. And so we don't want to come up and doing anything that God does not want us to do. And so we have to make sure when we come in, we're coming in to celebrate and to magnify the Lord and to lift him up, to exalt his name together. Amen. And so this morning, I want to direct your attention to the word of God in the book of Mark. Mark, the 10th chapter, beginning at verse 46. I thank my grandson who was with me yesterday and making sure that I stayed on task. Uh, that is, we call him Dr. Uh, Dr. C. We call him Deacon Lemonhead, you know, but he made sure I stayed on task with the subject today. And, you know, you never know what God is doing. You never know, just a little bit, just a little bit, just a drop of a seed, just a drop of anointing, you know, goes a long ways. And so uh, the book of Mark, the book of Mark, uh, the 10th chapter, verse 46 through 52. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy this morning, Lord. I ask that you would bless us as we go forward in your word. Lord God, I ask that you would bless me to decrease and that you would increase. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless the listeners near and far, those that are present, uh, but each one that is under the sound of my voice, those that will be listening later as they rise up on their continent, as they go through their day, as they go through their evening, Lord God, I ask that you would bless them. I ask, Lord God, that you would send your word, your anointing, Lord God. You said your anointing destroys the yoke. Touch those, O oh Lord God, that are sick in their body. Lord Jesus, those that would be here, but they cannot because of the ailment. Touch them, Lord God. Raise them up. Lord Jesus, touch those, Lord God, that are far, that are sick, Lord God, and looking for healing. Lord, and most of all, we pray that your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Lord God, we know and we understand your word, Lord God, and you know us. You know our frame, you know our makeup, you know everything that there is about us. Lord God, we ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Remember, Lord God, leadership, both natural and spiritual, Lord God, bless each one of us, Lord God, in our respective places to acknowledge you, to seek after your righteousness, Lord, Lord, so that you'll be pleased. Lord, we thank you right now, Savior, and we ask these blessings in Jesus' name, amen. In the book of Mark, Mark, the 10th chapter, uh, verse 46 through 52, it says, and they came to Jericho, they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind, uh, Barnabas, the son of Timaeus, sat by the wayside begging. 
And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. To marinate that for a moment. Many charged him that he would hold his peace. This man who's sitting on the wayside, set by the highway, begging, began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man and said unto him, be of good comfort. He called of thee. I just really, when I, when I read that, I had to really just sit back for a moment because some of these were the same people that were saying, be quiet. But now they're saying, uh, be of good cheer, be of good comfort. He called you, he's calling you. And he cast away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, what would thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way. Thy faith have made thee whole. Thank you, Jesus. I'm expecting, uh, I'm expecting something here. Bless your Lord God. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Are you following Jesus in the way this morning? I want to take us a topic this uh, from the text that we have read, and that is call his name. And when you call his name, say it loudly. Don't whisper it out. Don't mumble it under your breath. But call his name and say it loudly. To call or to call out means to summon someone to deal uh, to deal with an emergency or uh, provide a service. A call or a call can be negative and it could be positive. I, I recalled my mother picking me up as picking up um, my brother from school when we were younger. Now, I'll never forget this. And I used to remind her of certain things and look at the smile on her face as she remembered as well. You know, sometimes your children will remind you of things that you did or said to them when they were younger. Um, and, you know, and we, we become selective. You know, I've had some moments where I've been selective as far as what I may have wanted to entertain what they was telling me. But but nonetheless, it's a moment of pleasure to know that they remember as well as you 
And if it's something that's wrong, then you straighten it, you get it together. But if it's something that was good, you know, uh, then that's all right. And my mother did good. She did well. She was picking my brother up from school when she walked past the little boy's room and heard my voice. She immediately called out my first, middle, and last name. Well, the other little boys that was in the bathroom, when they heard that, they began to file out. They began to leave the bathroom, the entire bathroom uh, uh, left, and I was standing there. Well, when I returned to my class, my mom was waiting for me. I knew I was in trouble. Years later, I was at a soccer game at my uh, and they were the children was playing soccer and this little two year old wandered onto the field and I immediately heard her mom call her daughter's name the first middle and last name called out the entire name and the little girl stopped and and came back she responded. You know, something about the name when it's being called out uh, to get someone's attention, it does wonders. One of the best ways to get uh, someone's attention is to learn their name. We respond quicker when we hear our name. It doesn't matter who is calling your name. Samuel, as a little boy, Samuel, as a little boy, uh, heard the Lord call his name, and he went to Eli, and Eli, uh, after so many times, Eli told him, next time you, you hear, say, you know, respond back, Lord, here I am. Your servant is here. The Lord knows our name, you know, and just like the Lord know our name, we ought to know his name as well. We respond quicker when the name is used. Now, I don't know what it's like today, but back in the day, you could uh, say, hey, you know, and get a nice response from somebody. Uh, my, my grandson told me that, that you know, uh, people say, hey, on, on Snapchat and Instagram, you know, and certain, certain greetings and until they meet someone face to face. But when you had, you know, but they didn't have email or Instagram or Snapchat or texting uh, you know, the quickest way to get someone's attention is to call out. Use your audible voice. It's all right to use those tools, those devices. But but, you know, when we really when we really need some help, uh, we're not going to waste any time trying to uh, use a device. We're going to open our mouth up and we're going to inhale and we're going to exhale what the need is. The Bible says there was a man by the name of Barnabas. Now, in the Greek, his name means honorable son. Uh, he suffered from a loss of sight and was known as a blind beggar. On this day, he was sitting outside of Jericho. The Jericho is called a place of fragrance or sweet smell. And I cannot imagine every day was filled with a sweet smell, a good fragrance for this man. Uh, getting around was difficult. Making friends was risky business. 
dealing with day-to-day -day activities uh, was challenging because he had to learn what to do and he had to learn who he could trust. You know, kids will make fun of you if you're walking down the street and there's some tissue hanging from your pants. Uh, people will make fun of you when your clothes aren't right. And so being blind, you cannot, unless you've been there, done that, you, you don't know, you know, uh, what that individual had to go through to learn to function in a way that was not even offensive to themselves. The frustration that they had to deal with, what they needed to learn, the trickery of others. But this day, was going to be like no other day. Hmm. I want you to think about it for a moment right now. I feel the, 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 the Holy Ghost here. You ought to think about today and you ought to uh, acknowledge God and within yourself, just say today it's not going to be like any other day. It's not going to be like yesterday. It's not going to be like the day before yesterday. I don't know anything about tomorrow because it hasn't arrived. But today will be like no other day. And they came to Jericho, the 46th verse. And as they went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Barnabas, the son of Timaeus, sat by the wayside begging. Jesus and his disciples went to Jericho and after they completed the task, left. The scripture does not provide us with any details about their business. One thing we do know is Isaiah 55 and 11. It says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. The word of God went to Jericho on that day. I don't know how many people was impacted. I know there was a great multitude, a uh, great number that was following, but I don't know how many others were impacted. But one thing I do know, that there was something accomplished on that day. The word went to Jericho. One day it went to Altadena and it found me. One day it went to Sacramento and it found you. It went to Texas. It went to Ohio. It went to Washington, Arlington, Virginia. It went to, uh, to uh, Baltimore. It went to New York. It even crossed over continents and went to Britain. It went to Hong Kong. The word of God one day went and it accomplished the task that needed to be done. The Bible says, then they cried unto the Lord when the word of God arrived and, and we recognized the word of God. Uh, we paid attention to the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. And the word of God began to do his thing. You know, so many times we do our thing. But when the word of God shows up and we allow him, you have to allow the word of God. 
Uh, Jesus went to one city and the Bible said he didn't do many miracles there because of their uh, they chased him away. Uh, don't chase the word of God away. Uh, but uh, when the word of God is accepted, when we respond to the word of God, no excuses. Uh, when we respond to the word of God, uh, don't put him on pause. When we respond to the word of God, I'll catch up with you tomorrow. No, when we respond to the word of God, then they cry out. We cry out unto the Lord in trouble. And he saves us out of our distress. He sent his word and it healed them. Not only did it heal them, but it healed us. And it still is doing a healing process and delivered them from destruction. All oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. The people at Jericho, the people in Jericho, the people inside, outside, and around that had heard about Jesus was blessed. The disciples was blessed. The multitude was blessed. And when he heard Barnabas, when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out. He heard some mumbling. He heard people walking by talking. He heard people saying things. And when he realized, when he understood that Jesus was near, that Jesus was so close, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. You can't be ashamed to cry out when you need help from God. You can't be holding back you need the Lord's help, but you're going to set on it. You're going to let your pride and ego get in the way that, and God said, cry loud or open your mouth up. Lift your voice up. Those that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But we're going to keep our mouth closed and not call upon him because our friend is near. Because someone that we've gone to school with, grown up with, or someone that else is not calling up on the name of the Lord. Maybe they don't have a need, but you do. So you ought to open your mouth up and call on the Lord. See, the people that was telling Barnabas not to, uh, excuse me, Barnabas not to call upon the Lord could see him. The people that was telling uh, Barnabas not to call upon the Lord wasn't sitting down on the side of the road begging. The people that was telling him not to call upon the name of the Lord was going on about their business. Everything was fine. But Bartimaeus is sitting there and he began to call upon the Lord. Bartimaeus was wondering about the commotion that was going on. And when he heard it was Jesus, Bartimaeus thought about the testimonies that he had heard. Uh-huh. Nothing was wrong with his hearing. And there was nothing wrong with his common sense. I uh, see some people are hearing, but they're not practicing common sense. Uh, you want to live, you're going to have to use some common sense. And you'll find out about common sense in the book of Proverbs. You'll find out about common sense if you think back at some of the lessons that life has taught you. You'll think about common sense. If you think about some of the things that your parents or grandparents have told you. The Bible tells us for God, uh, the, this, the word came to the city. And you listen and you need to use some common sense.
For the word, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he believeth not in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Let me say that again. He's condemned already. Because he that believeth, because he did not believe in the name, underline that in your mind, underline it in your book, highlighted, whatever you're using. But because you don't believe, because they did not believe in the name of the only begotten son of God. Barnabas began to think about those testimonies. He began to think about if God did it for them, if this man was able to handle their situation, then he can handle mine. And he cried out to Jesus, have mercy on me. When you find yourself in trouble, what are you going to do? Are you going to sit down and, you know, and, and, and allow yourself to sink into a depression? You know, depression is a, is a ghost. It haunts folks. Are you going to sit down and allow yourself to be overwhelmed by what's going on? Because it will do that if you sit there and allow it. Or you have a choice. You have an opportunity to call upon the name of the Lord. I believe it's in Jeremiah. And, and, but if not, but the Bible certainly says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And those that run into it are safe. He began to think about the testimony and cried out to Jesus. Have mercy on me. When you find yourself in trouble, you know, uh, back in the day, you know, maybe recently you may have watched it, uh, you know, but there was a song and, and it had these words to it. It said, if there's something strange in your neighborhood, uh, who you going to call? If there's something weird and it don't look good, who you going to call? If there's if you're seeing things running through your head. An invisible man sleeping in your bed. Who are you going to call? Well, Barnabas uh, knew who to call. He began to call on Jesus. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried out, bless you, Lord God. But he cried with more great deal. Thou son of David. Have mercy on me. It's interesting how many told Barnabas to get over it. You know, I've been in a situation where I heard people say, you know, get over it. They didn't feel the pain or understand what you were dealing with, but they're going to tell you to get over it. Uh, I've been in a situation where I've seen and heard people say life happens. You know, how many and how selfish People can be in their prayers and opinion until it happens to them. Then it becomes a different story. It becomes a different situation. As long as the people that were telling, blind, telling Barnabas to be quiet, they were fine. But allow them, let them, let darkness come upon them where they could not see. 
they would open their mouths up and call for help. It wouldn't be a get over it. It wouldn't be life happens. It wouldn't be an acceptance of selfishness and personal opinion. It would change everything. No one knows the pain and the suffering of Barnabas. The administration that have been in office, the administration that's new in office, knows the pain like you do. None of them have experienced the pain and suffering. No matter how they attempt to talk about having a humble beginning, it's a very rare thing. There are those that did have a different beginning, but you know they will embellish the truth to make it seem like it was more than what it was. Don't believe the hype. It, they, their story don't even come close to yours. But I know someone who can handle it all. Besides the word of God, the power of his sovereign ability, we do not stand alone. It's the power of God that's with us. Now I need y'all to listen to me. It's the power of God that stands with us and his sovereign ability. Don't let nothing distract you right now. Whatever's near you and overwhelming, listen, the power of God, because we need God in this day and time. We need God today. Can nobody heal you? Can nobody do you like Jesus? There are things that are going on that you're not aware of. You know, we've learned in school, we've seen it for ourselves, that the iceberg, we see the tip of the iceberg, but when it goes down underneath the water, how widespread is it? You might see one roach and you kill that one roach, but how many other roaches were in the wall? <laughs> I have some looks. <laughs> Listen, you know what I'm saying. How many other are hidden behind the plaster of the paint? How many other? It's the same in when we're dealing with situations. It's the same dealing with life. It's the same in dealing with today. My God. But the word of God, the power of his sovereign ability, we are not alone. Now, I know there are signs posted every place. We're, not, we're all in this together, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, that we might all be here on planet Earth. We might all be in, on the same continent, you know, uh, but let me tell you, if you're not calling upon the name of the Lord, if you're not calling upon the name of God, if you're not repenting of sin, if you're not holding back, consecrating unto him, seeking God with your whole heart, then you're going to be separate. You're not standing with everybody. Because see, there are those, somebody wrote a song and said, sheep's on the right and goats on the left. They'll never run together anymore. The word of God, Hebrews 4, 16 says, Let's us, let us therefore come boldly. I wonder how many are willing to come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and find 
grace to help in the time of need. I, I know we're in a time of need. Bartimaeus cried out even more, calling the name of Jesus loudly. Are you calling upon the name of Jesus? Are you pressing past people and the voices of yesterday? Are you telling those voices to be quiet? Are you spending time fighting those voices? Are you calling upon the name of Jesus? The louder they get, the louder you need to get. <coughs> Excuse me. We need to lift our voices up. We need to open our mouths up and call on his name. Not only call on his name, but we need to call on his name loudly because something happened when he called out. As the people told him to be quiet, something began to happen. As he lifted and grabbed every ounce of energy that he had to call upon the Lord, something happened. The Bible said, and Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he cast away his garment and rose and came to Jesus. Barnabas was determined. Are you determined this morning? Are you determined that you wake up with determination in your mind to get God's attention? Somebody went to church uh, without a determination to get God's attention. They showed up uh, because uh, it was Sunday morning, but they had no intention to get God's attention. Someone went to service because they didn't want the deacon or the, uh, the, the youth pastor or the minister to contact them and say, where have you been? You haven't been to service. Uh, somebody rose up and you know, they, uh, it's just our tradition to go to uh, mass. It's just our tradition to go to a service. It's just our tradition to go to church. Uh, but they didn't have any presence of mind to get God's attention. Uh, uh, Bartimaeus, uh, he wanted God's attention and he was determined uh, not to let anything or anyone get in his way. He heard Jesus was passing by. The one that had healed uh, so many, the one that had raised the dead, the one that had given uh, fed 4,000 uh, with a few loaves of bread and a few fishes. Uh, he heard that was one was passing by. Uh, the one that had uh, the man who was sitting by the pool of Bethesda uh, told him to, to get up. Uh, the one that people tore up on the roof for and, uh, and lowered down the bed uh, so that a man could be told to rise up and go and sin no more. Uh, he heard that this man was passing by. Uh, the one that was here uh, that was uh, saving souls, uh, he was passing by and he was determined to get his attention. And when you have God's attention, because uh, he, uh, he got his attention. Uh, what about you this morning? Do you have God's attention? Uh, maybe you have the attention of, of someone else, uh, but do you have God's attention? Uh, the, that the best attention that you can ever get is to have God's attention. And, and so the Bible tells us that Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Barnabas, when he got God's attention, uh, the disciples and those that was in the way, they had to move out the way. Those that was telling him to be quiet, 
uh, had to change their tune and say, be of good courage. And uh, to shut up, shut up telling uh, that life happened. Shut up saying and get over it. They had to shut their traps. They had to close it up uh, because there was nothing else to be said. Uh, he went to Jesus for help. That's where our help come from. Our help come from the Lord. When we call upon the name of the Lord, that's where our help is. That's why the writer said, I'm going to look towards the hills from where coming my help. But my help come from the Lord. The Lord sets high and he looks low. That's who we ought to call upon. We ought to call upon the name of Jesus with every situation. It don't matter who's around you. People don't matter when they cuss around you. People don't matter when they talk derogatory around you. People don't matter uh, what you think when they say nasty things. They don't matter what your opinion is and where you stand at. And so we ought to not care when we call upon the name of Jesus in a time of need. A matter of fact, they need the Lord and they may not know it. They may not know how to get to him until they hear you calling upon him. And so the Bible says, and Jesus answered and said unto him, what would thou have me to do? You ought to call upon the Lord so that God can ask you, what do you want? What do you want me to do? You know, children call upon their mothers. Children call upon their fathers. Children call upon the one that they know will get the job done. You ought to call upon Jesus. And the blind man said, Lord, I need my sight. I want to see again. I want to see. Maybe he's never saw before, but I want to see. Others are seeing. I need to see. I, I, I don't know what it's like. I'm blind. I'm walking in darkness. No one knows. He could pour his heart out unto the Lord. And when Jesus told him, said, go your way. Have faith. Your faith. What faith? Your faith. Not my faith. Your faith. The faith that you have in the word of God. Uh, bless your Lord Jesus. And immediately he received his sight and, and followed Jesus. Listen, don't get the blessing. Don't run with the blessing and don't follow the Lord. There are so many that get the blessing. They pray and ask God to bring them out of a situation and they get the blessing and they stop following him. Do you think God's a fool? Do you think God don't know those that are looking for uh, for just a blessing? He don't mind giving you a blessing. He don't mind that. He don't mind. He would that you would, your soul would be saved. I would that no man would perish. But what about, hmm, Barnabas followed. The Bible said he followed Jesus in the way. Are you following Jesus in the way today? Are you following him? You need, and everything applies. I love the word of God because it applies to the minister too. We need to do the same. We need to refuse to stop calling upon the name of Jesus. And we need to follow him. We need to follow after the Lord. My God, my time is up. I'm stopping. But are you following him? Are you calling upon the name of the Lord? And you need to call his name loudly. You know, we make a lot of noise at football games, baseball games, all of that. The stadiums are kind of quiet right now. We call, we got posters of everything. Now I'm not a big, I'm not a big poster person and I'm not talking about Sports Illustrated either. I'm talking about a poster person that has uh, the Anglo-Saxon version of Jesus hanging on the wall. 
How about having the word of God hanging in your heart? The Bible said, David said, I, I, that word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin and went against thee. What, how shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed to thy word. Taking heed to thy word. By taking heed to thy word. Barnabas got his sight. And he took heed to the word of God and they began to follow him along in the way. Let's follow Jesus in the way. Let's call upon the Lord. I believe if the nation was calling upon the Lord, it would make a difference. Not saying, you know, I'm not one of those old ones. Call upon the God that you believe in. No, you need to call upon the sovereign God. Call upon who is sovereign. God is sovereign. And that's who we should be calling upon. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Not philosophies. Philosophies are not salvation. Don't confuse the two. We're talking about salvation. We're talking about healing. I'm not talking about self-healing. I'm talking about when you need a miracle. So see, self-healing didn't heal Barnabas. Self-healing didn't heal the woman with an issue of blood. Self-healing, none of those things. But I'm talking about what God had has done and what he will do for those that will press. <clears throat> Barnabas pressed past the crowd that was telling him to be quiet. The woman with the issue of blood pressed past those and scooted at her lowest, crawling to get to the hem of his garment that she might touch it. What are you doing? Are you calling upon the name of Jesus? Are you opening your mouth up? If you haven't, then as of this moment, you need to just start calling upon the Lord. Call upon Jesus. Barnabas was there. Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, have mercy on me. There's no shame to calling upon the Lord. Opening your mouth up. Going to the altar, calling up on the Lord. There's nothing, no shame in being at the altar praying. There's no shame in praying where you are. There's no shame in going into the closet and shutting down for a moment. You know, that and, and praying or going in the room, closing the door, just having some me time with Jesus. Let's get back to calling up on the Lord and let's let's be consistent with that. Listen, if you have not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin. I want to encourage you to do that. The Bible said there's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. Find a Bible-believing church. This is one of them. If you're in the Southern California area, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. You know, uh, we have room for the growth of your ministry, the growth of your soul, and for the saving of your soul. That's what we're about. Get to a Bible-believing church, one that believes it from Genesis to Revelation. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your word, this short exhortation this morning. I ask that you would bless, Lord God, the hearers. Bless, Lord God, those that will be listening later. Lord God, those in the valley decision, draw them out. <laughs> those in the, Lord God, backsliders, ask that you stir their mind up, Lord God. <clears throat> 
Lord God, to your glory, to your honor and your praise as we call upon your name. Lord God, we have not stopped. We're going to continue to call upon you and to exalt you. Lord God, as individuals, we're going to exalt you together. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Listen, remember the, the, the songs that you hear are that of our songsters as well as the artists and producers, you know, their respective rights. We honor that. And, and you know, just want to encourage your hearts to seek the Lord for the saving of your soul. Share the broadcast with someone else. Send them to uh, connectingtruth.org or uh, point them to, uh, you know, iHeartRadio. Them, send them the link. Help them out. Souls need to be saved, and they need to be called out upon the name of Jesus. Until then, I hope to see you here, to see you soon. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. God bless you, love you, and continue to pray for me as I am praying for you.